join us, Sarah and Georgia, as we help you get to grips with money and take control of your finances in a fun and simple way. We talk all things money from investments, pensions and benefits to your mindset around money and steps we can take to improve your relationship with money. Together, we've got this. Hi, welcome to the first episode of the Money Confidence Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Georgia. And we're going to get money confident. A bit of background about exactly why we started this podcast. It all started over a cocktail and we were talking about how, unless you're in the industry, a lot of people just don't know the basics. They don't know about what a pension is. They don't know how to save money. So we thought we would start by just giving people a bit of information that they'd otherwise not be able to get. Um, so Georgia and I have been in financial services for a combined total of 20 years. And in that time, we just realised how little understanding there is of things like pensions, ISAs, investments. One of the things that I feel really strongly about is that there's no financial education in schools and a lot of young people just have no clue about the finances. Um, and then a lot of people, when they think about finances, just think it's really complicated. I think a lot of people think it's really scary, don't they? They hear money and ISA and pension and just completely freak out. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that my partner, when he hears the word pension, he just switches off. Yeah. Yeah, it's not exactly the most exciting thing to talk about how it's normally spoken about in the media and everything, is it? Okay, so on this podcast, this episode, we're going to talk about some basics around saving and budgeting and how you can start building up little habits. Yeah, I think it's so important with everything to just set up the habit and once that's done, everything seems so much easier, it's so much less complicated So yeah, take it away, Sarah. (laughs) Okay, so I think a good place to start, actually, George, because you were saying how you save money and how you save for a mortgage. Yeah, so obviously everyone's completely different. So how I did it is I set up like a spreadsheet, so month-on-month spreadsheet, and on each month I put a category of salary in, any other money that I was having coming in, and then all of my outgoings for that month. So, for example, in December, you've got Christmas parties, you're seeing a lot of friends, you budget for presents, etc. But then you might have in January, you might not be spending so much money. So you can budget that way and then put like, you know, going out for dinner with my friends, £40. And then you don't feel guilty for spending that money. And I think I always used to over budget. So I'd say, oh, I'm, I'll spend £40 and then it's a bonus if I spend 20 rather than pushing myself too much and then getting panicked and worried that I'm not saving enough money. So I always put my savings in first and then anything I had left over at the end of the month rather than thinking, oh, I'm going to buy myself this. I would just put that in my savings too. So did you always have a goal for your savings? I didn't have a specific monetary goal. I think the thing is, when you're saving for a house, especially in the South, it's so expensive that it's kind of like an endless goal because, you know, the deposits are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I just knew that what I wanted to do was to buy a house. And to do that, you need thirty, forty thousand pounds and you just keep pushing yourself. That's how I found best. And especially, like, you know, if your salary is increasing... 
what I found really important for me was every time my salary increased, I didn't really see that as a personal salary increase. That was more whatever the increase was, was in my savings rather than in my bank account. So obviously then it's like there's not really any real difference or any real, I don't know, you don't feel like you're losing money or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that's how I found it best. So what about spending things on like holidays or like things on yourself? I would tend to do that as a money pot. So like when we, I like going on holiday, it's probably one of my favourite things to do. So we would always pre-budget. So I will spend £200 on the flights and then the hotel might be 300 400 whatever. And then I would put money away each month and then pay it off. Because a lot of places like booking.com, etc., you reserve the holiday and then you pay it off either in instalments or when you're going to go. So an example is we booked a holiday to Malta recently, paid for the flights, that was fine. And then we've booked the hotel, which was £600 between us. So I now every month am putting money away to go towards that, if that makes sense. Mm. so how many money pots do you have then three at the moment so I have one which is kind of a joint account which goes towards savings towards the house as well as all of our bills come out there so I move the amount for our bills and plus savings into that each month I then have a personal savings account for things like maybe if I want to buy a bigger house or if we need a new car or something like that and then I have another pot which is my money things that I want to do now or in the future yeah because we were talking a bit earlier about how important it is to have different money pots to do different things because I think when you see it as just as an emergency reserve then in your mind you don't really want to spend that pot because you see it just for emergencies only so rather than having labeling an emergency reserve have different pots for different things yeah for different purposes and then, George, you were saying about the 50-30-20 rule. Yeah, so I've heard about this. So apparently how you should split your salary each month is 50% goes into your bills, so your mortgage, you know, electricity, gas, blah, blah, blah. And then 20% goes into savings, and then 30% is money you can spend on yourself. So seeing your friends or seeing your family or, like, birthday presents, things like that, which I think is a really, really useful way to do it. And you mentioned, Sarah, about the envelope method. Yeah, and I was reading about the envelope method. I've never used it before. I think it's good if you're disciplined. Um, and But I think what, what you do with that is you take cash out, put it in an envelope, and then that's your spending, isn't yeah. it, for, say, the month? Yeah, I suppose it's a bit like putting money under the bed. That's always been yeah. a thing people used to do, wasn't it? I don't know if it'll work for everyone, but I yeah. think you have to actually physically put it somewhere. And hide it, like, hide it away. And I just think. take little bits out yeah, as and when. Like, especially, like... I think that could be really helpful for things like Christmas, like if you've got kids and stuff and every month, say, taking out like 30 or 40 quid and then putting it away and then in December being like, right, this is what I can spend on Christmas, blah, blah. And I've also seen people around speaking about Christmas, like when they put their Christmas tree back up in the loft, Mm -hmm. I've seen people putting like £50 into an envelope with their Christmas tree stuffing it in the loft and then when they bring their Christmas tree down to kind of you know like um 
put it back up the next year they've got 50 pound to be like oh let's you know go out for dinner as a family because obviously money's always tight in december and it's just like something that you can do which makes it I don't know, a bit special, I suppose. That's a good idea, because you're not going to go back up, up in the loft, are you? No. Well, that's oh, the only yeah. time we go up in the loft, is to get out Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or to <laughs> shelf something up there, you know, that you want out of the way. So it'll stop you spending that £50. Exactly. And then, you know, when money is a bit stressful in December, which it is for everyone, which is normal, it means that you can go out and do something nice, you know, with your family and your kids and stuff without it putting pressure on you in that specific moment, which I think is a really good idea. I'd just be worried if I went to get my tree and the £50 wasn't there. <laughs> that is true. You got someone like... <laughs> yeah, that would have been a concern. <laughs> so just go back to the 50, 30, 20 or so. The 50% is for your needs, like bills. Yeah. Um, rent then 30% is wants so like hobbies shopping and then 20% is what you should put into savings yeah but I think it could be more flexible than that I think you know obviously some some months you might have a bit more kind of wants than other months and then vice versa so some months you might not want to do as much or you might not want to spend as much so then you could put a bit more in savings I think that's the important thing isn't it like with things like this is being flexible yes you could set up say like an automatic monthly payment to a savings account each month Um, and then if you've got a bit left over at the end of the month just put that into your savings yeah I think that's a good idea Okay. Um, and then automating it every month is really good yeah because you don't even have to think about it it just automatically goes in at the beginning of the month um and start low rather than high oh yeah definitely I definitely think like there's no point overstretching yourself because then what you'll do is you'll get into the habit of putting 500 pound in savings but then actually you have to take 200 pounds out every month and then you're not actually viewing it in your mind as savings you're viewing it as something where oh actually but I can access that money which you shouldn't really do it's not good to get into the habit of constantly taking money out your savings account just to go and get some milk from the shop or something you need to be able to budget so that you don't need to do that yeah so just start low think about how much you can actually put away without touching it Um, and then if you find you've got quite a lot still at the end of the month just put it in to your savings and top it up you could even go like you know if it's your very first time of saving money you could go up like incrementally so like you could start Month one, I'll save £20. Month two, I'll save £30. And then go up and then see what you can afford. So then I think it's less scary then, rather than automatically going, I'm going to put £100 away every month. It can be, you know, people it can worry people a bit, can't it? So if you do it slowly, and if you don't miss the £20, then you can go up to £30 and £40 and £50. Yeah. It's all about getting into the habit as well of mm. doing it. So if you start getting into the habit of just putting it away each month, which is why like making it automatic um, will really help. So you don't even have to think about it. But it's just getting into them small habits which build up and yeah. it'll really add up. Yeah, I think that's really important. Especially, you know, as soon as that money comes into your bank account, rather than your habit being, oh, I'm going to go on a retail website and order a hundred quid of clothes, go on onto your mobile banking app and think, right, I am going to pay myself first a hundred pounds into my savings. 
for a house or for a car or whatever you want. And then it's, it's, a, it's just a lot easier, I think, that way. The next episode, we're going to be talking about the very first steps of saving, like how you can actually start saving um... each month. So we'll like, so this is just like a few different ideas and things. But I think the next episode will exactly talk about, you know, the steps of how to save money and how to do it properly so that you don't panic and stress. So Georgia and I will see you next week for episode two. All views expressed in this podcast are our own and not our employers. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. Investments can go down as well as up and you might not get back the amount you put in especially if you take your money out too early. Investments may be subject to tax. The impact of taxation and any tax reliefs depends on your circumstances.